Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello. Am I there? And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. I am here solo tonight. I can't believe it. Hey, Rye, how hey, are you? Hey, I am wonderful. How you, are you? You are like my dedicated soulmate, aren't you? I'm here for you. I got you back. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Melissa actually went home sick today from uh-huh. the office. First time in like two years that I've ever seen this girl uh, say that she was sick and had to go home. So um, if she is listening, I hope that she is feeling a little bit better. And I know that Mary was out showing some properties today and she is supposed to come in and you know, help me out with this radio gig. Yeah. (laughs) You know. You know, helping clients. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she's out there showing some houses. So hopefully they will like some of them. Um, Yeah. Tonight we're actually going to be talking about multiple offer situations. Oh, right. Wow. That'll be interesting. It's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some buyer end questions. So this will be fun. Oh, good. Perfect. Because see this folder here? Yes. I brought it because Mary and I have to discuss this tonight because we had a new listing that came on the market. I did an open house on Sunday and we ended did up. Oh, I did the open house. Melissa came to help me. We had 50 groups of people come in and then there were a few others that didn't even sign in. And I'm saying, I'm saying groups of people. Wow. Yes. That's, uh, so where was, can, can I it, ask where the house was? Yeah. It was right here in Pembroke, right up the street. It oh was my right, goodness. yeah, right off of 139 uh, Burr Ave. And what a great house. It was on for 299 and there's just so many people in that price range. I was looking at pictures of that this weekend. Yeah. Um, because I saw you post about that. So yep. that was, that's a nice house. It's very, very cute. It's perfect for like first time home buyers. Absolutely. And it's also perfect for our right sizers. So those people who are getting out of those bigger homes, um, 
Um, actually, one of the things we'll talk about too, I don't know if people want to, but I know that Pembroke's going through some um, things right now where the planning board is trying to uh, pass a new bylaw for cluster housing over at the Pembroke Country Club. Oh, okay. And I've been following along with it and it's so funny because Mary had a surprise birthday party for her boyfriend, Sam Horton, who's also a real estate agent at Boston Connect. So Saturday night, but um, the loan officer that they use was there and um, so we were talking and um, her name is Jasmine, by the way. She's great. So we were ta- I was talking to Jasmine and I was like, yeah, so I was watching the planning board meeting last night. She goes, Friday night, you were sitting home <laughs> <laughs> watching a planning board meeting. And I was like, hey, listen, I'm 51. You guys are all 30 and under. Like, <laughs> This is how you spend your Friday nights now, Sharon. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize how pathetic I was until I heard it come out of my mouth. You're like walking out of work. Woo, woo. Ready yeah, to watch the planning board. I know. The planning board is on. The planning board is on. Uh, but it actually That's wasn't funny. even really the planning. The planning board did a lot of talking, but it was actually um, the selectmen's meeting. Yeah. And they were discussing the body law that the planning board had um, requested to get onto the ballot or whatever they call it, the, you know, the docket. The docket, yeah. Yeah, for uh, the upcoming town meeting. So it's really interesting, though. And I have some feelings about cluster housing. And I know that the people who live over and around near the um, country club, they definitely have, you know, these feelings where they're nervous about the project. I don't know who the developer is on this project, so I don't have any insight into any of that, but I just see how it could help Pembroke and how it could make Pembroke a very strong community for a very long time. So what um, what identifies cluster housing? So what they're trying to do is cluster housing would be, so in the town of Pembroke, when you are going to build a new house or if you're going to build a subdivision, mm-hmm. each home has to be built on one acre of land. Okay. So cluster housing would be that you could do, and it's different than a 40B development, mm-hmm. But you can do cluster housing, so more like condominium-type style homes that yeah. are together. Okay. Um, so you're getting more on the same. So it could be like, you know, those two houses that are like attached, but yeah. not necessarily a condo. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, townhouses that yeah. could be attached. It could be that. It could also be like garden style or like, um, like I don't want to say yeah. like apartment style, but maybe like different levels. You know, like yeah. in Hull, they have some, you know, nice right. condos that overlook the water and stuff. And those are all like le- levels, like one, two, three. So that's what it was. So right now, the land is being sold to a developer. And I'm just letting you catch your breath, Mary. That's all. (laughs) Welcome. Hi. Hi, guys. You can't breathe, but we can hear you breathing. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like panting. I ran. (laughs) Don't worry. Ryan and I have it under control. I was was listening when I could because I may or may not have gotten pulled over (gasps) for speeding coming here. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Mary. Did you get a ticket? Come on. I know. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't. He was very, very nice. And I, I was like, I'm supposed to be on this show right now. <laughs> Can I go, please? <laughs> oh, my And he gosh. said, yeah? Yeah, he was like, yeah, you're late. I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it worked out for in your favor. <laughs> yeah, I'm, th- I'm glad that things worked out. We were just talking about cluster housing and how on Friday night I watched the planning board meeting. It was yeah, like very exciting for you. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but we were talking about cluster housing and... Um, 
I think that we might have uh, Lisa DeMilo calling in, and hopefully uh, it is in cluster automobiles out there right now. Lisa, how's it looking? Hi, Sharon. Well, Mary, better late than never. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy I made it. (laughs) I know. I am, too. Sharon, uh, Route 3 South is still crawling for five miles from before Route 139 down through Duxbury. That's from an earlier crash and not from Mary being pulled over. The expressway southbound is jammed from the tunnel down to Columbia Road. You get some running room, but you're right back in it from Furnace Brook to the split. Northbound backs up before Granite Ave up past Naponset Circle. Both the Bourne and Sagamore bridges are moving along, and routes 24 and 44 are good. This report is sponsored by Amazon. Deliver thousands of smiles with Amazon. They're now hiring full-time delivery drivers in the Boston area. Apply at Amazon.com slash Boston Jobs. Amazon's an equal opportunity employer. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at TalkRealEstateRadio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. And we're back. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, who is also almost solo here tonight. I thought that <laughs> my friend Ryan and I were going to have like a little one-on-one here tonight. <laughs> so um, it was gonna, it's going to be a good topic, Mary. So um, I know you don't know what it is, but we're going to talk about multiple offer situations tonight. Those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked about it in the past, but I thought that this would be sort of good. Uh, the past two weeks, we've been talking about different types of contingencies that we're mm-hmm. seeing in offers and purchase and sales agreements and things like that. Um, but if you have any questions for us regarding real estate, as you know, Mary and I, are our team, along with Melissa Wallace, who was out sick uh, this evening, uh, she left the office a little early today, not feeling well, um, you know, as a team, we help buyers and sellers find and buy, sell, sell and buy houses, right? So this is just our side gig. This is not even really a gig. It's like a <laughs> yeah, like a hobby. It's a, it's a, it's a hobby. <laughs> it's a hobby. <laughs> We're radio shows hobbyists. Yeah. Um, But if you have any topics that you want to discuss, if this isn't what you wanted to hear tonight, just let us know. 781-837-4900. As Lisa said, there is a little bit of traffic out there tonight. So if you're listening in, we'd love to hear from you tonight. And uh, you can complain about the traffic. I'm listening. I'm telling you, I don't even like to go from Marshfield to Hanover. It's crazy. No, it's gotten it's gotten ridiculous recently. But I just every time I sit in traffic, I try and envision it's going to be so much better at the end. I don't know how people survive the big dig, <laughs> but like what they're doing on fifty three right now is like it's going to be so much better. It's going to help so much. It's going to help so much. I repeat that to myself. Yeah, click your heels three times and then you're yeah. Home. But then something else is just. I just think that there's more people. Which more again, cars. More let's talk about cluster cars. housing, right? So this is what we were just talking about. Yeah. I just wanted to sort of get through this because at 630, um, I'll just let our listeners know what we're going to be talking about. So tonight our um, topic is going to be multiple offer situations. If you listened in last week, wow, that's a shot of me there, guys. Hello. Um, <laughs> Facebook Live just got sharing. <laughs> Facebook Live. Hi, everybody. We're here. Um, I'm going to turn this. So, but... Um, we were talking, we're going to, our topic is going to be multiple offer situations. If you listened in last week though, I did discuss um, how when I went down to see Mackenzie down in South Carolina, how I volunteered um, a little bit with Mackenzie for the Purple Home, um, Purple Heart yeah. Homes. And it's just something that was, um, I don't know, I just really enjoy doing that. Well, this evening I actually have uh, one of the people from the first chapter that was created. We're going to be calling him, Ryan's going to be calling him at 6.30 for us. Um, and his name is 
is um, David and, uh, oh, Phelan, David Phelan, mm-hmm. um, oh, Fallon, I guess, Fallon, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. it's David, P-H-E-L-A-N, um, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about his story and how he got involved and a little bit more about the program and how people can help. Yeah. Um, even though we don't have a chapter in this area, maybe that's something that Boston Connect Real Estate. I would um, love that. Yeah. I'd I love think, that just to do something a little bit different too. Yeah. And- um, Especially with the older veterans, like that's the thing, you know, yeah. well, we all know that Papa, you know, Mark's father is yeah. still alive. I think he's going to be 96 soon. He was in World War Two, and that's crazy. Think about yeah. World War Two. No. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. No. Yeah, but, you know, think about that, though. Ago. Like, he's surrounded by yeah. family. He lives with my brother and sister-in-law right now. And, like, you know what I mean? He's just, you know, he's one of the fortunate ones that has family. And, mm-hmm. you know, but then I just, you know, there's other people who just don't have the means to be out on their own and everything. So I yeah. think that this is a great program. So I'm excited to talk to him. And um, then we'll get into our topic again. And at the top of the hour, 7 o'clock, uh, Ryan will uh, take a little bit of a station break here so uh, he can tell you that you are listening to WATD 95.9 FM. (laughs) I got it in, Ryan. And um, then we'll, you know, do a news update and then we'll get back to our topic. Okay. Okay. If you have anything that you want to discuss this evening, though, just let us know. You can uh, catch us at 781-837-4900. And we're happy to take any type of question that you may have. Maybe you have something going on in real estate right now. I do. And it's been a nightmare. I can't even believe, like, I can't talk about it today, but I'm going to talk about it next week. Oh, I don't even know this story. I thought you were just talking about the fact that I've been telling everybody, do we have a full moon? Because something's going on. Something's crazy in the real estate world because I don't know where. Uh I feel like it's a Friday. Uh I feel like it's a Friday before like a long holiday weekend where just everything's all happening at once. But it's the last day of the month. It's the last day of the month, oh, though. That's yeah, why. That Real estate's it. crazy. Always the last day of the month. Oh, it's been a crazy two days. Everybody. I know. I know. It has been crazy. Can't catch our breath. So I want to talk. I'm just going to talk for a couple minutes again about this cluster housing. And this yeah, is what yeah, I think, yeah. why I think it's a great idea. So again, I was saying, I don't know who the developer is that has anything to do with this. I, I don't know who purchased the land. I have nothing to do with it in any capacity. But I've been listening to the planning board on Friday yeah. nights. And um, so what they want to do is, you know, no one wants to lose the Pembroke Country Club. Everybody mm-hmm. loves it. And it's beautiful open space up there. So so this builder developer has made an offer to the town um, to the um, owners, which is you know one of the hockey players, ex hockey player players, right, Ronick or something, and they will keep the um, course in place, okay. and then they'll lease it back to the current owners for five years for a certain amount of money. I think it's like seventy five thousand dollars a year. This is all public knowledge, by the yeah. way, so that's why it's all out there. And then with the remaining uplands that they have, it's all uplands up there, but all the surrounding around the course, they would do cluster housing. So, but make it a fifty five plus development. Mm-hmm. So, if they make it a fifty five plus development, um, from what I'm gathering, that would you know it wouldn't have as much of an impact on the school systems and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not saying that people who are 55 are not going to have children, but chances are the majority of them will not, right? If it's a 55 plus. So there's been a lot of controversy about it. There's definitely both sides of the aisle, so to speak, of who likes it, who doesn't. Um, Definitely the people over like the country club and off of like Oldham and stuff. You know, there's a hesitation on Dwelly Street. Um, I think that there's some hesitation I just feel like if there's a developer that's willing to pay, I think it's like $4.5 million. Don't quote me. It's around that area, that amount. If if there's that 
you know, a developer with that type of means isn't going to do, you know, a shoddy job. Yeah. Right. So, um, but this is how I feel right now. We're in a situation. So we just put Burr Ave, 22 Burr Ave on the market. We have Mm -hmm. what? Six offers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, we have six, six offers on it. Uh, we had fifty over 50 groups of people come to my open house on Sunday. And it's a 944-square-foot house. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's little. It was, a, it was a smaller house. It's, it's a queen. smaller house, yeah. So um, nice backyard, nice area right here, really close to 139 and everything, and um, in right to Route 3. So we had multiple offers on that situation. The, the re, what, what I got out of that was, I re- actually was talking to John that owns uh, Rockland Athletics. Oh, okay. Because yep. that's where we get all of our, you know, our gear that we get from all our swag um, is from Rockland Athletics. And uh, I was talking to him about it because his daughter was looking at it. I don't even know if ultimately she was one of the ones to put an offering because I don't look at it until, you know, I just look at the spreadsheet. Um, and um, he... Um, what was it? He was, we were just talking and I was like, yeah, this just makes me sad because I see all these young people in here. Some are couples, some are not, some mm-hmm. are, you know, some are like the right sizers, you know what I mean? Yep. They want to get out of their bigger homes and there just aren't enough one level ranches for two ninety nine. There's just none out there. There's next to nothing out there. That's exactly. The, yeah. And you know why? Is because those people have, have no, no place to go. So the people in our ranches can't go up to the four-bedroom colonial yep. as their family is growing because they don't the, those houses are not on the market why are those colonials not on the market because they have nowhere to go they have nowhere to go right yeah so in that demographic so our boomers they don't want to be in the small ranch that yep. they started in yep. because they're now you know most of them or a, a big majority of them are, you know they're they want the granite, they want the stainless, they want the nicer things, right? So that's why they're looking for these condo developments and, um, you know, other things. So that's why they have no place to go. So I'm thinking with this cluster zoning, if they did a 55 plus development that was sort of like townhouses, condos, whatever it is, I have no idea. I haven't seen a plan, haven't seen anything. But then you have snowbirds, right? So, oh, I want to be down in South Carolina or I want to be in Florida and I also want to enjoy New England where my family is. Yes. Yep. So... You ready for it? Like, this is like my brainstorm like, on this. Like Dauntown Marble yeah. type moment? So, if we had that cluster zoning in Pembroke, what would happen is our our people who are aging out of their big homes, yeah. right? So, the, the boomers are then going to want to buy these properties, yep. which is going to open up the four-bedroom colonials, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that that's what the majority of things sell, right? Four-bedroom colonials, three to four-bedroom colonials, right? Yep. For the people who have yep. a couple of kids. So those are going to open up. So the people who have the the ranches like we have, who started their families there and need more space, are going to be able to go to the Colonials, which is going to open up that one level ranch for people like Ryan to get in to, to get start. into to start that first step in home ownership, and that's going and and if Pembroke has that, that's going to continue to make. Pembroke a thriving community in my eyes because if they have 150 units is what they're sort of proposing right 140 something 150 units 
just think of that that turnaround that we'll always be able to have in our town. It oh, isn't yeah. like we will always have to build new subdivisions or anything because as like, the 55 plusers are getting older and mm-hmm. aging out and then they're living with family members or whatever, assisted living or wherever, mm-hmm. maybe going down south full time. Those will empty out the colonial. Now the ones in the colonial will go back in there. The people in the ranch will buy the colonial. You're creating a cycle. Yeah, you're creating this awesome cycle that's always going to keep Pembroke healthy. Because look at all that tax revenue. People will want to be living in Pembroke. Because they know that they have We're going to be like the hot cool kids in town. I'm for it. I'm all I'm, for it. I, yep. I just invested in Pembroke as a town. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I know. We so just put our <laughs> three car garage, you know, at the house too. So we're finally, finally after 26 years, um, 781-837-4900. You are not listening to the planning board or anybody who has anything to You're do with this. You're very emphatic selectmen. about it though. You're, you I feel very passionately about it. I think it's it. great. I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, and I understand no one wants it in their backyard. I totally get it. I just but think that there's... people are always fearful of change, too. Yes. And it, things that they don't know and they don't understand. Absolutely. So the more you familiarize yourself with it, the more you seek out the knowledge to yeah. understand it and see the benefits, I yeah. think the better. And not only that is what I've heard. Again, I've only heard. I don't, haven't seen anything. I have to watch a planning board meeting yeah, on you Friday will. night. Friday <laughs> night, we'll drink wine and watch the planning okay. board. If it's planning board and like the selectmen because they're yeah. trying to get a new yeah. bylaw passed. Well, now that you're town Pembroke you have to go to town meeting and you have to go vote and you have to do things like that so if you want the yeah if you have to have that cluster zoning so um I just think it's great I think it's great for our community I just really do so um if you have any um, ideas or if you want to sort of have a rebuttal for me on that, I'd love to hear to both sides because I'm sort yeah. of curious. Open but the if, conversation. If Open they the don't forum. do the cluster housing there, the developer, whoever it is, bought it, can then go ahead and build 150-ish homes and just get rid of the um, golf course. So it's one or the, it's one or the other. So it's either you're going to get 150-ish houses yeah. and no golf course for the next five years, yeah. right? Or they're going to do cluster housing and lease no, back. If, no, if they have the cluster housing, then they'll be able to do the lease back. With the, and the, yeah. the, the golf course will always be there. If the developer decides to just build houses, there's no guarantee that the, the golf course would still be there because they need an acre for oh, each so property. He, I gotcha. Or I gotcha. the person could go in there and do a 40B development. Interesting. Yeah, and then that would be a lot more. So anyway, 781-837-4900. That is our number here at WATD. You're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Mary Baker, we have Ryan Mann in the phones. And Mr. McNamara just came in. Thank you for my tea, honey. I love you. (laughs) And um, we are um, actually at the point where we are going to do our interview. And uh, on the phone right now, we have Mr. David Phelan. Um, Hi, David. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for um, um, deciding to do this with us this evening. Um, Can you tell everybody a little bit about you and your story and how you got so um, involved in the Purple Heart Homes? I was just, I fell in love with your organization when I was there spending a little time with you a couple weekends ago. Um, I heard that perhaps a purple shirt may have come uh, with my size on it. So it looks like I'll have to take a ride. Down to, I'll have to take a ride down to South Carolina to go grab that. <laughs> we'll be happy to provide you one. We've got we've got them in store. Okay. Um, so a little bit about me. That's what you wanted to find yeah, out first. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Well, uh, I'm actually a Yankee. I'm from New Jersey. That's where mm-hmm. I grew up. Um, went to high school and all of that. After that, I, I went to West Point. Graduated in 1970. Um, went through the although the normal Army schools, Airborne Ranger officer basic and so on 
and uh, ended up spending eight years in the military. Uh, I got out and worked for a couple of years for Ford Motor uh, in uh, Detroit, and thereafter uh, ended up working for Michelin Tire Corporation here in South Carolina and uh, spent 34 years with them in a whole slew of different uh, kinds of jobs and uh, retired in 2014. Wow. So that basically that's the... That's you, know, you in a nutshell, huh? <laughs> that's the lowdown. In a very brief nutshell, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, after I retired, I decided, uh, you know, I wanted to still stay engaged and do things with other people, mm-hmm. not just... Uh, you know, collect a, a retirement check and so on. So uh, I started searching around, and uh, a gentleman named Tom Von Kanel approached me about uh, joining our local West Point Society uh, and working with him. He was president of that at the time, so I, I did that, and uh, we worked together to try and reinvigorate it because it was kind of hit a low ebb at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, he also, as it turns out, was a, the president of Purple Heart Homes Golden Corner Chapter, the one that you worked with uh, here last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he said, well, you, we sure would like to have you come join us there as well. So next thing I know, I'm now doing projects, mm-hmm. uh, working as a volunteer on projects with Purple Heart Homes. And uh, the next thing is, you know, I really need somebody to be the treasurer. <laughs> now I'm a treasurer. Well, that's how it works, by the way. Yes, that's how I've yeah, ended yeah. up on every I little just, committee I've ended up on. <laughs> he just grabs my nose ring and away I go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I, I did that. I worked as a project manager on different projects. Uh, the Cooper one, as, as you know, uh, when I was there and uh, mm-hmm. others that are they're coming along on the way. Um, the other thing I'm also involved in is called MOA, which is the Military Officers Association of America, and I'm also the treasurer for that. So that's kind of in a nutshell who I am. I also mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff with Ancestry. I'm oh. very interested in researching my own history. I have three different trees going, mm-hmm. and I travel with a cousin of mine to visit relatives as, a, huh. as a, you know, to follow up with that. We're, in fact, we're going back to Canada to have a reunion with... Uh, the Phelan's up in uh, hmm. Hamilton, Ontario. Wow, that's interesting. I'm so I'm sort of glad I didn't know that part about you when I was there because then I would have just ended up talking to you all about that <laughs> stuff. So <laughs> I, I recently did the um, that what is it the ancestry twenty three and me no I did the ancestry dot com one recently. Swab. Yeah, I did it and I had my dad do it. So he's excited because he's like officially like eighty nine percent Sicilian. So I guess that means if, something if there to was him. any doubt. <laughs> I know. I know with a name like McNamara, I'm sure you didn't see any Italian in me for sure. But um, <laughs> but um, but one of the things I loved when I was down there, uh, David, was that you know just seeing how you know you were there as no offense, a little bit of an older generation that was helping a little bit of an older generation. Because how old was it was Cooper, right, Mr. Cooper and Mrs. Cooper? Well. Um Wayne Cooper uh, is uh, 71, same age as me. In fact, our birthdays are like five days apart. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, he's and he was a Vietnam vet, Purple Heart recipient. Mm-hmm. And do uh, you want me to tell a little bit about yeah. his story? Yeah, yeah, no, that would be great. Yeah, if you could. Okay. Well, um, the way that it happened, he he uh, was injured in Vietnam. Uh, he was a field artilleryman, and uh, his, the, the par- uh, place he was stationed got overrun. Um, they were able to medevac he and some others out uh he eventually recovered from his injuries although he's still carrying around a good bit of shrapnel in his body Mm -hmm. um -hmm. the way that he got involved first little history beyond that he he moved into the 
mobile home that you saw on the property, I think. Yeah. In 1982. Mm-hmm. He raised four children there, sent his wife through school, through Clemson. Uh-huh. Uh, four children all through school. And, in fact, one of them is uh, studying for her doctorate in Scotland right now. Nice. One has a master's degree. And the third, uh, b- the boy, the third one, he's going to get his master's uh, in two weeks. Nice. And uh, he's also going to get married about the same time. <laughs> and then the fourth one, uh, his, uh, one of his daughters is uh, going for her bachelor as a nurse. Mm. So uh, I told him, I said, you've earned everything that you're getting here Yeah. Uh, after the, the all the things that you've done, first for your country and, for, and, and then second for your family. Yeah. So anyway, he's, after, he was in that trailer since 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four years ago, he, his son, one of his sons, and uh, what he calls his amigo, <laughs> started building his house. And he got it all the way up to the point where the finishing work inside, flooring, plumbing, uh, electrical, Mm -hmm. lights, that sort of thing, still needed to be done. Mm -hmm. And he ran out of money, he ran out of health, and he was running out of time. Mm -hmm. His wife was just getting despondent. She was saying this is a a token to nothingness, is how she was referring to it. She thought they would never be able to move into it. as it happens, however, she was at the store listening to the radio on the way and heard Tom Von Kano on the radio, sort of like what you we're doing here, mm-hmm. talking about uh, Purple Heart Homes and that you can apply and so on. She went home, talked to Wayne, and he said, nah, they'll never help us. You know, they got all these other people to take care of. And uh, as it happens, she said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So she sent in an application. That, in turn, uh, got sent to us. We did a, an on-site visit, had them fill out all the paperwork to determine eligibility and so on. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it got approved. The next thing after that was to develop a materials list so we could satisfy their needs. Yep. Did that. Home Depot gave us $10,600 to satisfy that materials list. Wow. And thereafter, it was uh, they had volunteers that, that took part. Uh, it was a district project down here, so it was considered a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent in volunteers. We found scrounge volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flooring was all done by, by volunteers. All the lighting was done by volunteers. We did have to hire a contractor for the plumbing. We were not allowed to do stuff of that sort, like electrical and plumbing and so on, mm-hmm. where there's a, there's a, there could be the possibility of a suit lawsuit if uh, things go south. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had to do that. So anyway, uh, we started it last July, and uh, you saw the result last weekend when we moved them in. Yeah, Next beautiful. step uh, for us to close out the project is to dispose of that trailer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wayne has a friend who's going to help him grade the product, property and everything, and so they'll be, be finished. Mm-hmm. It so. was interesting, too, just to see, you know, you know, how excited they were, you know, just to get into the yeah. house and everything. And... You know, I, rem- I, I overheard him talking to somebody about the refrigerator. Maybe it was the refrigerator and the, um, maybe the washer dryer. No, not the washer dryer, the dishwasher. Um, he yeah. was just so the dishwasher, excited. The range and the, and the, um, the refrigerator were, were all new. <laughs> that was an interesting thing, too. Um, the original $10,600 did not include any appliances. But the appliances that they had in the trailer were, were literally on their, their mm-hmm. last legs. So Patricia, uh, Wayne's wife, you know, pointed that out to me. So 
I uh, applied for a, what they call a re-grant to see if we could get some new appliances for them. Uh, that came through. And uh, interestingly enough, I, I, they gave me $4,000 to spend on the uh, appliances. It just so happened it was right before Thanksgiving, and I hit the Black Friday sale, so I got everything <laughs> at a song. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Nice. So we, had, we had money left over we could spend on other bits. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was really great. You know, one of the things I loved about it was, I mean, for me, it was last minute. I mean, my trip down there to see Mackenzie was a spur-of-the-moment type thing, and then, you know, I went. She was very excited about her internship that she's doing with the Veterans Department over there with Brennan, and, you know, Brennan then said, oh, Mackenzie, you're going to come with us tomorrow to help us you know move the coopers and she said yeah I, i'll be there so she's like mom do you want to come and i was like sure if i'm invited and it so it, and it's almost those spur of the moment things that you know it made <laughs> me feel better than they probably felt receiving it you know um and just helping her like i saw how mrs cooper just seemed a little bit overwhelmed at one point and that's when i decided to Let's get these beds up. You were helping me make yeah, the you bed, went into David. Mom mode. That I was did. great. <laughs> I did. She's very good. Not at only it. did you, she got us to not only uh, make the beds, but we we set up the beds, got everything done, told her about how to decorate, what things match, what things yeah. to take back. It was awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so it was. Right, she's a great lady, uh, Patricia. Yeah. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, she went back to school after they had moved in there too, and and got her degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, "I'm on good behavior. I won't cry." And yeah, she broke yeah. down later on. So oh, anyway, I bet. I bet she did. Yeah, she hugged me like you know, like you know, a hug that you know from someone that you have known your whole life. You know, mm-hmm. so um, it was just a really good feeling, and I, that's why I was really, you know, I talked a little bit about it last week, and I wanted to talk to you about it more this week. Um, tell tell me a little bit about how Purple Home um, Purple Heart Homes started. Okay, uh, first of all, it started with. Uh, two individuals that were were actually uh, buddies in the same unit in Iraq. Um, you know, they had been assigned there as, as, you know, because of what was going on at the mm-hmm. time. This was in 2004. Uh, sadly, both of them were on a mission, and the, the vehicle that they were in ran over an IED, an improvised explosive device, mm-hmm. in that... Uh, the one guy was, he lost both of his legs below the knee, and the other guy suffered a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two of them went through the, were sent back to Germany, were uh, uh, treated, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, taken care of. And the one guy, John Galena, had the, the traumatic brain injury, and uh, the other, Dale Beatty, uh, lost his legs below the knee uh, and got fitted with prosthetics and everything. They just said, you know what, we, we have to pay back. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Here yeah, they went and served, went through all of that, and then they said, you know, we have to give back. They've taken great care of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in 2008, they uh, decided that they were going to uh, form a, a charitable organization that would help take care of veterans, and they decided to call it Purple Heart Homes. Mm-hmm. Um, is it mostly and- for older older veterans, or is it for anybody? Well, technically, it's for anybody, but their focus is for older veterans because, again, the, the veterans of Iraq, Afghanistan, and you know the stuff that's going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a whole different attitude, different mindset about how they're perceived, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the facilities and resources available to them are much greater than many of the old vets. The other thing too is as you move away from things like World War II, Korea, Vietnam. 
that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. People forget about it, so they yeah. are forgotten in turn as well. Yeah. And so, and it's not only a matter of uh, recovering from injuries. Sometimes you age in place, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you get to a point like Wayne, who has infirmities that uh, he's had. He's already had one knee operated on. He's going to have the other operated on. Mm-hmm. He still carries around uh, shrapnel, and he also suffers from PTSD. You didn't see his dog, but he's got a dog named Zoe, who uh-huh. is his comfort companion, because he has problems still. Uh, where I he heard that he wasn't that so comforting to other people, though. I think he, oh. <laughs> I think he plays favorites with just the owner, doesn't he? <laughs> oh no, it was, no, Zoe's really friendly. The problem is uh, she jumps up on people. So, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, mm. uh, and she hadn't been in the house yet, she, so it was all new to her. So she's probably a little skittish the day you were there. Oh yeah, but she, I, she's I a sweetheart. Yeah, I didn't get to see her, but um, all right. Well, I think that that's great. So now I know, like I did go online, so people can go on to uh, purplehearthomes.org. Um, I did see that there are ways to donate there. How does that work? I mean, are you just like how many? You know, there's how many different chapters? Do you know that offhand? Right now, there are 11 chapters. Um, the farthest one west is Colorado, and there is one in upstate New York. There's a second chapter in South Carolina. There's a couple in North Carolina. And, and so they're, you know, they're trying to expand as much as they can. And uh, um, if I remember, you mentioned that you may have an interest in trying to see if you could get a chapter started up there, and we would love to have that, of course. Yeah. And, uh, uh, there's a whole process for you know, for how to do that. Uh, start by contacting the state's, excuse me, the state borough, state's borough office, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll send you the paperwork and everything that you need so that uh, you can go. It's a 501c3, so there is a an incorporation, mm-hmm. you know, a registration process that has to take place, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there is a a period of probation where you know you you start it up, and then uh, once you've gone through several steps. You know, you are fully accredited to uh, mm-hmm. operate as an independent chapter, yeah. and that's one of the interesting things. Our chapter was the first chapter that was created, and it went, the way that it happened, they were trying to run everything out of Statesville, but it was growing to a point where it was not manageable over distance. Yeah. So uh, the original president that we had, a guy named Larry Druffel, um, came up with the idea of having a semi-autonomous chapter where we would follow the policies, procedures of Statesville, but we would operate independently, reporting back to them through uh, end of project reports, quarterly reports, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still work off of their their uh, their 990 for uh, uh, internal revenue services and that sort of thing. So long as somebody can help us through that process, then yeah. I think uh, you made, made me a little bit nervous there, but that's okay. Um, no, but you know, one of the things is in our office, actually, we have like 35 agents in our office and we happen to be, we have a lot of people who have either been, you know, in the military mm-hmm. or, you know, have family members that were, I don't know if you heard me, David, before we got on the air, I was saying my husband, who's actually just showed up here, his father is 96, 96, um, 96 years old, and he was part of World War II. So, um, you know, some of the stories he, you know, he tells, it's, you know, it's it's interesting to see how heroic you know that you know our military is and we sort of take that for you know take advantage Absolutely. of you know not oh, sure. remembering all the time um, but he's you know he's lucky because he's surrounded by family and people are always there to help him in his need mm-hmm. but I think being there for you know and I did and I was too young to remember the Vietnam War 
that you know when they came back it was not very well received at all yeah. and no no i got spit on actually Aww, <laughs> oh, really? other th- oh yeah absolutely i went back to my high school and uh they called me baby killer oh, my and uh, I, like i said I, I got spit on so it was a it was a, a difficult time for us back then Hmm. Well, we, uh, made me so sad, David. It yeah. really does. My yeah. dad was a Well, I mean, guy. I got over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, I understood. That it was the, the temper of the times, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with uh, how people felt about uh, Vietnam and all of that. Yeah. Why we're there. But we shouldn't uh, forget about you. Can yep. I mention two other things? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. um, way that the program works is there are two parts to it. One is called Veterans Aging in Place, and that's the kinds of things that we do and what the chapters do. Uh, where uh, we work through a partnership with various entities, the main one being for us uh, Home Depot uh, for material support, that kind of thing, and also providing volunteers and some expertise. Um, and the other one is, uh, let me see, I wrote it down here. Let's see if I can find it here. One second. No worries. Uh, yeah, the Veterans Aging in Place program, and then the other one is Veteran Home Ownership Program. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, a little bit more restrictive program. It, the way that that one works is they actually have houses that have been renovated or repaired that are donated by various groups, uh, charitable organizations, business organizations. And so they get with uh, various veterans, you know, that uh, determine their eligibility and uh, their ability to pay, of course. Hmm. And what they do is that it's a little bit sweat equity, similar to uh, Habitat for Humanity. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing is, once they get them moved in, they guarantee that the mortgage for that house is 50% of what the actual mortgage should have been. Oh, wow. So, you know, they work with them because most of these people have disabilities, so their their ability to pay is is limited in many, Mm -hmm. many cases. So that's what the program is about. And that's all run out of the state's sole office. We don't get involved with that ourselves. What about the veterans aging in place, though? Is that just sort of like helping people prepare their homes? Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like if they need oh, a yeah. wheelchair or, you know, like Mr. Cooper got his knees, you know, done and stuff, you know, just helping them that way, like making things handicap accessible and things? Oh, yeah. We look at it from two perspectives. One is safety and the other is access. So... For example, we, we have uh, quite a few that require ramps, uh, gives them back a little bit of independence, helps them safely oh, yeah. mm-hmm. negotiate, getting out of their house and to their cars, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ramps are a big thing that we do. Uh, the other one is walk-in showers. Oh, uh, okay. Over time, especially the, the more aged uh, veterans, they're just too weak. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they have balance problems. They cannot step over the threshold into a standard you know, tub-shower sure. combination. Yep. And they have to be assisted, and many times the only person to assist them is their wives, who are often not in much better condition than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, this becomes a real issue. And as you you probably know, a major cause of death is people falling in the showers, breaking a hip, and many times they don't recover from that yeah. sort of thing. So it's a, it's a pretty strong safety aspect. We also install grab bars. We widen doors so that they become wheelchair accessible. Things of that sort, and. We do some repairs for floors and that. We had one where we went in ostensibly to put in a walk-in shower, but when we walked into the kitchen, it almost fell through the floor mm-hmm. because it was rotting from underneath, and uh, they had no ability to do anything about it and didn't bring it up because they thought, well, you, they're not going to do that for us. Well, we said, well, yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. 
So we, we tore it right down at the joists and uh, rebuilt it back up. Yeah. I actually, uh, when we were at Mr. Cooper's in the trailer, um, I was in there like moving some pictures and things like that. And um, he like grabbed me by the arm and he's like, oh, don't step there. And I turned. Exactly. Yeah. And, he, and I said, well, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, that's a hole underneath the carpet. So it wasn't safe. He didn't want me to go through it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we've actually had, had uh, one instance where um, the floor was rotting out. And it was inside a closet where there had been some leakage that they were unaware of. And they were getting critters. And they were wondering, where are all of these mice and this and that coming into the house from? Well, it was in the closet, hidden from view, because they were old and could not get back there to see it. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things we repaired as well. Wow. Um, one of the other things, too, when you were talking about different um, functions and, you know, with the the shower and grab bars and things like that, um, Mary and I actually just yesterday, we were at, we have a development down here. It's not for older people, but we are doing a home right now yeah. that's a one-level ranch, and we're thinking the demographic is going to be older. And I actually ended up calling uh, the developer. I haven't even told Mary this part yet because I really feel like that we need a cabinet in there that's more like a pantry cabinet because right. a lot of the clients that I've been working with that are older, they can't reach higher cabinets. Yeah. And then when they're trying to, you know, get things out and things are falling on them. So it's nice to have like the pantry cabinets that just open and, dra- yeah, and the drawers just like slide out. So it's always, you know, the handles and sometimes the handles, you know, instead of having knobs, you have handles. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, can just handles use, and uh, yeah. yeah, on the doors as well. Instead of having circular knobs, you have a uh, the, the full handle. Tilting handles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that way there they don't have to grab onto it. So, well, I think it's great. We're going to, um, you know, t- just a couple more things that I do want to talk to you about. So if people do want to donate, they can go onto your website, right? So that's Purple Homes. No, it's Purple, Purple Heart, Heart Homes. Home. Yeah, and it, it's www, blah, 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 purplehearthomesusa.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, all USA. Lowercase. Okay. Right. And the other and, thing... Uh, Go ahead. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner. You just click on that and you can donate. You can also, if you wish, assign to specific chapters or to specific individuals. If you wanted to donate to a particular Mm. veteran, you have the ability to do that or to a particular chapter like like us, hint, hint. Uh, mm-hmm. You can do that as well. <laughs> yes. Well, one of the other things I saw that's going towards donations, right, is the book. And is this book written by the two men that uh, founded the program, Wounded Homecoming? Right, Dale Beatty and John Galena, yes. Uh, and uh, sadly, I don't know if, if you uh, you knew, but uh, Dale Beatty, the one who lost his legs, passed away, actually, at, at the age of 39, about oh. a little over a year and a half ago. Oh, I did not uh, know he, that. Yeah, he had a... You know, as you can imagine, with the extensive damage that you have from some of those kinds of things, he had developed a pulmonary embolism, and oh. it was very sudden. Bam, he was gone. Oh, uh, otherwise, awful. he was completely healthy. He was very active. No, oh. uh, just a great guy. Oh, that's and terrible. Yeah, so we lost him. Well, I'm sure that this book is amazing. So again, it's Wounded Homecoming. I know um, everybody out there who's listening today, I think that you should go onto the website. Again, it's purplehearthomesusa.org. You can order one there, but I would like to give one away. We, we tried to do this last week too. So if you call in at 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900, we will take the third caller, I guess, if we get three callers tonight. Um, and I'm happy to buy one of these books and donate it for you. 
you. So uh, Wounded Homecoming, again, it's the uphill journey to uh, wounded veterans from the battlefield. Well, David, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you doing this. And um, uh, we have a little bit of busyness going on right here for the spring market. But as things maybe slow down a little bit in the fall, I can make some phone calls and we can start working on how we can uh, start a a chapter up here in Massachusetts for you. I am all for it. I'm all in. Ryan, are you in? Ryan's in. Ryan's shaking his head. Our producer, he's like, I'm all in. So, um, well, if you send send me an address that I can mail stuff to, I've got uh, several things I can send you to, to help educate as well. Beyond that, um, so and, and let you know some of the things that are ongoing with us. It gives you an even better idea of what's involved. Perfect. I know. And I, I promise that I will send you an email tomorrow. I got sort of sidetracked with a bunch of attorney calls today. So no problem. I will send that to you tomorrow, uh, the information that you can send us stuff. And we're happy to leave some stuff even down here at WATD, uh, you know, out in their hallway so people can pick them up. And um, just an FYI, I'm going to be back down there next week. So um, got <laughs> yeah, so I'll be there from <laughs> Tuesday through Friday. Mackenzie's leaving for England on Friday to study abroad. Uh, so um, if you need any help with anything, I'm happy. Maybe I'll go over and see Mrs. Cooper and have a cup of tea or something. <laughs> <laughs> she would love to have that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I could use another one of those mom hogs, that's for sure. So, <laughs> Well, thanks again, David. Any help that you guys ever need, please just know that you can you know, lean in. We're here for you. And uh, I just thoroughly love what you're doing for everybody. And again, thank you so much for your support for our country and for all your service. Well, thank you very much, and it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Okay, we'll see you. Have bye-bye. Have a good night, David. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, again, that was David Phelan, um, and I met him, you know, just down in South Carolina when I was down there. What a great guy, huh? Yeah, he's wicked sweet. Isn't he sweet? I love, how, I love how he said, I'm a Yankee, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee is, um, <laughs> well, they told Mackenzie this. They're like, Mackenzie, we'll just call you a Yankee because you're just here for a little bit. But if you decide to stay in South Carolina, we have to call you a damn Yankee. So I'm getting the music. We're just at 7 o'clock, so we will be back right after. To this commercial break. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD-FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com. AP Radio News. I'm Jackie Quinn. Former Minneapolis police officer Mohammed Noor has been found guilty of murder in the shooting death of an unarmed woman in 2017. He was taken away from the courtroom in handcuffs despite his attorney's plea to allow Noor to remain free on bond. 40-year-old Justine Damon, a dual citizen of the U.S. and Australia, was shot and killed when she met police outside after calling in a possible crime. There's a lockdown alert at UNC Charlotte in North Carolina. The university's told students to remain in a safe location following reports of an apparent shooting on the campus. Clashes have rocked the streets of Caracas, Venezuela, as the opposition leader urges the military to rise up against embattled President Nicolas Maduro. The interim government's ambassador, Carlos Vecchio, had a message for the president. Your time is over. Venezuela is ready for a change. You must facilitate the transition in our country. 
Dozens of people suffered injuries when the military fired rubber bullets into the crowd of protesters. In Washington, top Democrats and the president met today to talk about infrastructure. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called out a productive meeting with the president, and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said they even agreed on a number for rebuilding the nation's infrastructure. Two trillion dollars for infrastructure. Originally, we had started a little lower. Even the president was eager to push it up. Schumer says the president now needs to offer ideas on how to fund it. If we don't have him on board, it'll be very hard to get the Senate to go along. As to whether that could include a gas tax, White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway says... This president is the guy who lowers taxes. Ben Thomas, Washington. The Environmental Protection Agency is reaffirming that Roundup weed killer is safe for users despite a number of lawsuits against Bear Monsanto, finding that the, com- that the chemical has led to cancer. This is AP Radio News. People often wonder what they need to do in order to prepare their home to sell. Hi, I'm Mary Baker, full-time realtor and team member with Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Our team always advises our clients to remember the phrase, love at first sight. In the real estate world, that means curb appeal. Call our team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner and full-time realtor from Boston Connect Real Estate. And my real estate team always advises our clients to use their senses, all five of them, sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Call my team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. It's so easy to connect. Call me directly at 781-294-4848 or visit my website, bostonconnect.com. People often wonder what they need to do in order to prepare their home to sell. Hi, I'm Melissa Wallace, full-time realtor and team member with Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. And our team always advises our clients to remember, you never get a second chance for a first impression. Call our team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner and full-time realtor from Boston Connect Real Estate. And my real estate team always advises our clients to use their senses, all five of them, sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Call my team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. It's so easy to connect. Call me directly at 781-294-4848 or visit my website, bostonconnect.com. Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. And we're back. Hello to all my social neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate. And I'm so happy that you are. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy that you're listening to us tonight. I feel like we need the song. Because I'm, I'm happy. happy. Yep, I like that song. It used to be our theme song, actually, when we had some of that. Didn't No, no, it was a different one. Right, I'm happy. That was a good little segment, wasn't it? That was a great segment. That's such a feel-good, yeah. you know, just... I like to feel good. Yeah, absolutely. So will you join our chapter when we start it? Uh, yeah, I would love to. That, okay. would, be, that would be, a you know, such a... Feel good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Just a feel be, good moment yeah. for all of WATD. Let's all yeah. join It would be a lot in. of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I just I just loved it. I, I just thought it was great. So I they think say that that's, giving is better than receiving. So, Well, that's funny because when you were there and you were helping them, I never thought that I would be away for a couple of days and actually be helping somebody move. I mean, what are the chances? <laughs> you were helping Moving and Mackenzie staging. move, but helping somebody else move. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was helping Mackenzie move for sure, but like I never thought, you know, you're helping. This is what I do for a living, staging yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And it was funny because David was 
was helping me make this woman's bed. And it was so funny. And we put the comforter down and Mackenzie looked and she's like, um, the birds are flying upside down. So we had to like switch it. <laughs> <laughs> switch That's it, kind so. of funny. Anyways, uh, um, yeah, so we're excited about that. But make sure you go to their website and check it out. We're going to get into our, um, our, top, our topic tonight. It's multiple offer situations. Uh, but you can also, if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you certainly can by going to our podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Radio. That's how you get to the website portion of it. But if you have the podcast app, you can go to uh, Talk Real Estate, W-A-T-D, and you will find us there. Uh, just throw in Sharon McNamara. You might find it that way. Of course, I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. We have some exciting news that we're going to be sharing next week. I'm not going to share it this week. I'm going to share next it next week. week because we're sharing some exciting news with the office this week. So, um yeah, on Friday, yes. Friday. So next Tuesday, um, I'm going to have to call in because I will be not here. I'll be in a plane, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you'll be on your own. Um, no, but I'll have Melissa as my as my yeah. leader. Yep. Ryan, make sure you're here next week, please. Yeah, please. Um, but if you can also go to our website to see all of our profiles on Boston Connect. Right now, you can watch us on Facebook Live, uh, forward slash Shah McNamara, right? That's how you can get to me uh, and find us that way, too. We have Mark in the house with us as well. Uh, but if Mark you want a one-on-one consultation, if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, well, that's what we do really full-time, uh, seven days a week. Um, and all day <laughs> so uh, 24 hours yeah. a day seven days a week 24 hours a day yeah, exactly maybe that's four hours to sleep somewhere in the middle exactly if we're lucky uh, but we'd love to um, help you in your process of buying a home or selling a home so you can get in touch with us at 781-826-8000 so tonight we're going to talk about um you know what are we talking multiple about offers. multiple offer situations so let's talk about multiple offers and you want to explain to people why you feel as if like why are we in a multiple offer situation right now with the home we have that i did the open house on sunday with well i think when you were talking about cluster housing earlier it it's you're you're talking about the cycle that's been created so think about that in the reverse aspect right mm-hmm. so um, if people can't cycle out of their houses and they're being forced to stay in their, maybe their first time house mm-hmm. longer and they can't upgrade to that four bedroom colonial or get into something a little bit bigger, nor can they downsize, then we're kind of stuck in this rut so that when everything mm-hmm. does come on or when a property that fits a certain criteria does come on, mm-hmm. you have an inundation of buyers um, mm-hmm. in that pool. And then every year, so think about, I, I was put it um, in perspective for some buyers recently, if every year you have maybe 15 buyers who kind of just like, they couldn't find anything last year, so they just gave up. And yeah. they're just like, I just, I, I mm-hmm. can't get into anything. I'm going to continue my search next year. Yeah. Well, there's a, maybe there's 30 more buyers that yeah. just got qualified. So now you have 45 buyers we had for 50 that one, people, one house, you know? Well, we had 41 people log in. Nine people came with their agents. And it wasn't just people. So there were groups of people. Yeah. That really made me sad, actually. Because I like I'm looking at all these buyers and I was trying to have conversations with them. And now as agents are calling me and saying, hey, I have an offer. And I was like, oh, tell me a little bit about your client. Because I was trying to talk to them and just know their story. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's just sad because now we know that there are literally 50 groups of people out there that are looking for a house in that price range of 299 yep. the first time home buyer properties yep and again we had some that were you know getting rid of the bigger homes and they don't want condos right, sizing, right? Yeah. they're right sizing so we just don't have enough inventory. But it makes me sad because now they're all competing against each other. And that's why I don't like to read the love letters. <laughs> Melissa read a love letter the other day. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't want to hear about it. Do you know what a love letter is, Ray? 
It's uh, it's it's how I'm gonna hopefully get a home someday. <laughs> I'll tell you when to use the love letter and when yeah. not to. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, please pick my offer. This is why because I'm adorable. And yes, I'm so with the button. It is it is really hard, Sharon, because you're looking. Mm-hmm. You do feel for 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 these people, and you don't want to say no to anybody. And of I know. course, you're trying to. You know, we don't want to be the bearer of bad news. We we don't like to be the bad guys. And no. A reverse situation. I know you've been getting calls all day. I've been getting calls mm-hmm. all day. What does my buyer have to do to get these homes? The agents are so invested yep. in getting the houses for them too. Like, what what do we have to do to get it done? It's really nice thing. to see that, though, don't you think? Yeah. It, and it's like the agents that I've talked to. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. the agents that you know I've been talking to. And again, that we're all from different companies. We just we're all. We're all one industry. We're all colleagues. We just wear different color shirts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really nice, you know, when you hear that somebody's willing, like the people I talked to didn't, I didn't get the sense that they were just about getting another transaction together for themselves to Mm -hmm. get a compensation. I felt like it was them really just trying for their client. I had one person who came in and I felt so bad for her. She was a little bit older um, looking for herself. She's like... I have put in nine offers on properties and haven't gotten picked. And I was like, um, are you working with a real estate agent or are you just going directly to the you know the person who's doing She goes, no, I have a real estate agent. I asked who it was and I was like, you have a very good real estate agent. It wasn't anyone from Boston Connect. Yep. It was somebody from another local company. I go, you have a very good real estate agent. I'm letting you know that it isn't because of anything she's doing. Yeah. I said, it's just because of where your demographic and who you're against. There's just so many. Yeah. So remember so, that like, um, and I, um, we can remember that like exercise that we do with the area market survey and say, okay, yeah. where do you want to be? Yeah. You know, what is, what, what's your price range? And you kind of, the area market survey shows for the past three months or six months or even a month, mm-hmm. what properties are being listed for and what they're selling for. And mm-hmm. 90% of the time, especially in that, that lower price range because it's so attainable and there's so many buyers in that pocket, mm-hmm. you're seeing that the um, sale to list price ratio is 100 to 105% across the board mm-hmm. wherever you go yep. in the South Shore. So setting the real setting realistic expectations to say, okay, we might have to kiss a lot of frogs, ladies and gentlemen, yep. to, in order to find the house that you know is going to be the right one for you. It, and we, we got an offer on another property that we had in Halifax, right, on Franklin yes. Street. And honest to God, you guys, you printed out the offer and um, Melissa... Oh, yeah, no, I did that. You did that. <laughs> Sorry. The cutest baby you have ever seen in your life. It's like, don't look at the baby. She's don't like, don't look, look, at, look the at the picture because I try to, my job is to, you know, as a listing agent, my job is to get my clients the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time, basically. Your job is to help your client get a house for the lowest amount of money and in the timeline that fits for them. Uh This wasn't our client, but boy, was that baby cute. Yeah, how do you say no to those cheeks? Oh, and then when the agent, when I did call the agent to talk to her, you know, about the offer and that we received it, I was like, that was a really good one, putting that baby's picture (laughs) in there, I'll tell (laughs) you. But I try to get my clients to not think about the the person, the emotional, the emotional part of it. Of it. Yeah. It's hard. And I think it's even more difficult when you have multiple offers because it's like whose story is better than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everybody needs a place to call home. Right. Oh, was that what one of the love letters? Had? No, but like, oh. that's what it makes me feel like. Okay. Again, I go back to Pembroke and cluster housing. And if you want to talk to me about that, I'm curious. 781-837-4900. I just think it's a great idea. Yeah. Pembroke would be so valuable for years to come. Like everybody would want to be here. 
and we would just be cycling through the same homes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But bringing more people in and, you but know. But it would also be retention for the town rather yeah. than people going outside and saying, okay, well, because I can't get a house here. I'm going to go Plymouth. Plymouth. Just, just to say, yeah. just to say, and we're just talking Pembroke versus other South Shore, other South mm-hmm. Shore towns. Um, Plymouth Pl- seems to be booming right now with that fifty five with yeah. a lot of fifty five plus development. So yep. we're seeing a lot of our uh, that demographic for yep. us here in Pembroke move move out of town. Yep. So to be able we to keep just them put an offer in on something, right? We did we did? Yeah. yeah. And yep. Okay. So with multiple offers, multiple offers. <laughs> let's talk about multiple offers. Okay. So if you were you you work a lot as a buyer's agent, even though you are a listing, you know we work as a team. So everything that we do is together. Um, if what are some of the things you make as a suggestion when you're working as buyers? And I can talk about my hairy leg syndrome at any point that yeah. you want me to stop bringing that up. Yo, please do, please do. <laughs> um, so for for me with buyers, it's so so difficult because at the end of the day, you if if I was and I wasn't at that open house at, at um, on mm-hmm. Burr the other day, but I walked it because it, you were hungover. <laughs> well, yeah, you did say that we had Sam's thirtieth surprise party, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah. you want to do uh, another shot? I go. Listen, I'm fifty one, not thirty. I'll I'll stop at my two. Hey, oh yeah. Oh gosh, I can't even. <laughs> I was hungover for two days. Either way. <laughs> um, but so I wasn't there. But if I was walking into that situation with my clients, I would have looked at them immediately and I said, "We know what we're dealing with right off the bat." That's that's the good thing. I mean, it's yep. it's the sneaky ones that you you don't really like. Yep. I know I'm walking into this. We're going to have multiple offers. This is where we have to get our mind. So can you walk through this house and essentially pay over asking for it? And mm-hmm. can you can you pay sizably over asking for it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to really pay attention to the details um, and comb through that house. As, as with as fine of an eye as I can mm-hmm. because now I know I'm gonna, not going to have any negotiation tools on the other side when it comes to a home inspection. Yep. How flexible can I be? So there's lots of things that are going through our minds as agents when we're walking into those scenarios and how we can shine the light best on our clients, mm-hmm. I think. Um, my recommendation to buyers is always, you know, you have to you know, lay your head down at night and know and be happy with what you paid for this. Mm -hmm. What the true value of the house is in a situation like that Mm -hmm. depends on how badly you want it. I mean, it really is for a seller. They're trying to be as little, um, show a little, as little emotion as possible. But for a buyer, it's, it's It's all all emotion. emotion. It's Mm -hmm. all emotion. Um, I, and I think we operate the same way because um, I've learned everything from you. But I'll <laughs> yes, flat out say if, I'm, if, if I think you're overpaying, I don't see the value in this. And, and mm-hmm. we should be worried about, you know, an appraisal on the other side. Yeah. Um, and I always say to them, you know, especially in this demographic, and that's one of the things that I was saying to all the people. And again, a lot of people came in and they, the majority of people were working with agents. Yep. And, you know, I'm happy to still give as much information as I possibly can. Like, yeah. obviously, I can't, you know, give you information that's different than what your client, your agent might say. But, you know, when I walk into a house as a buyer's agent, I'm actually looking at resale value. Mm-hmm. We, we just you have to. Have to. It in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I mean, they say that, you know, generally it's what, seven within seven to 10 years is when people are going to be selling again. Um, okay. not, not the McNamara's though. We've been in our house 26 years. I think it's personally, and mm-hmm. there's no stats to back me up on this whatsoever, but I just feel as if people are going to start to stay in their houses longer mm-hmm. because of this backup of inventory. So yep. my, my recommendation to our clients as of recently has been, if you're putting an offer in, and especially if you're going over asking, this you better plan for this to be a 10 to maybe 12, 13 mm-hmm. year house rather than a seven year house. Yep. The, the time of starter houses in 
my opinion, mm-hmm. are kind of a well, thing of the past. And that's a good thing, too. I mean, we're sort of going sidetracked from multiple offers, but with that type of advice, that's one of the things that we would say to our buyers is, now look at where you are. Like, you know, look at the lot. I mean, is it something that you could eventually add on to? Mm-hmm. Or is it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of people do decide to do that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, sometimes it's easier to just, if you, like us, we've been in the same house 26 years. We just happen to love our lot. And we've been able to do a lot of things over the years slowly, you know, getting things, you know, the way we want them, Yeah. Um, which is easier than just moving. Some people like to move all the time. Trish has a client. I, I mean, I <laughs> I actually met her at Citizens when we first yeah. opened up the office and uh, she was a manager over there and I gave her to Trish to work with and Trish has literally sold her four or five houses already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, some people just like to do it. But I think that the advice that you were giving earlier is find out the motivation of the seller when you are the buyer. Oh, yeah. Because that's really going to help you put your offer together in the best light for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's difficult for people to do, but I think it's the best way to approach it and to negotiate with it and to be able to justify it. You know, so my price is this based on whatever, if you're not in a multiple offer situation. But just to say... um, you know, Mr. Seller, I know that this is contingent upon you finding suitable housing. We're going to put the date out 60 days, you know, to yeah. let you find suitable housing. If you can't in that time frame, we're happy to extend it again. If you're in a situation as a buyer where you can stay with your parents or you can stay with, you know, a friend or you can rent, then that's a really good position to be in. Absolutely. Because it gives that person time to find the house that they want. We have two people right now that are trying to up go up and it's suitable housing and we can't find them a house and that's probably that's one of the more difficult contingencies when you're considering multiple offers so something that um would be interesting to hear from your perspective so i talk about a lot from a buyer's perspective Mm -hmm. of you know how to get into the mind of the seller right yeah but for you how when you're deciphering these offers and when we're when we're looking over them Mm -hmm. how how do you explain to your seller, you know, don't maybe don't take the highest offer mm. because there's all of these other things mm-hmm. and um, the off the price might look really, really shiny. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk with my hands a lot. I can see yeah. like, I don't, I don't, I'm not Italian, even in yeah. the slightest, but the, the, the price might look really nice, but you know, it's really not that great mm-hmm. of an offer if you really dig down deep into it. Cause I know that's an initial ne- knee jerk reaction for a lot oh, of sellers. Yeah. I mean, people are, well, and especially too, when people see a higher price, they're like, oh, I'm definitely going to go with that one because what they're thinking is I can now buy more. Yes. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of different things what I say about that. And that's one of the reasons why I like to take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. And we do a spreadsheet, actually. Um, we can't a show A legitimate you, spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can wave it in front of the thing, but we can't really let you get too detailed on that. So yep, that's it. No, no more peeking. <laughs> no, <laughs> quick, quick. Just real quick. So um, actually, Rye, if you want to come and look at this, that would be sort of interesting for you to see because you're not buying a house right this second. Um, but how we do it and the different columns that we have, we have, you know, um, just, you know, the different contingencies. Do you have a house to sell? Who's your loan officer? Who's the bank? Um, how much money are you putting down with the offer? How much money are you putting down with the purchase and sales agreement? How much of a loan are you going for? Do you need an appraisal? Yeah. Are you having a home inspection? So everything that's outlined on an offer to purchase that's important, we have in one big spreadsheet. And when I go through them with the sellers, 
I we label them A through whatever. And um, I like to use letters versus numbers because numbers, like if I say this is number one, it just to me makes people think that it's that's... It's like a symbolic, right? Yeah, number one offer. Yeah. Um, but it's just the first way that is, they come in. First is the worst, second is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's really true, really. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. <laughs> so, not at all. Um, so, yes. So that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. And we're looking. But a lot of times people will think that price is the most important. Well, maybe somebody's willing to go... We had one on a property a couple of years ago, $50,000 over asking price, but they also had a contingency. Remember, we talked about contingencies last week and the week before. So if you want to catch up on those, you can listen to our podcast, talkrealestateradio.com. Um, it was you know, contingent upon the home appraising at or above sale price. Mm-hmm. Well, this agent, who just happened to be one of my agents that I, I just learned happened, that. Yeah, that learned that in our office. Yeah. I yeah. was like, you know it's not going to appraise. So then the seller only has a choice of, you know, coming down on the price. And sometimes it's really hard, don't you think, to talk to a seller and say, I know this, this, I mean, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. I mean, if you take this offer at this price, Mm -hmm. it's, and we're letting you know, we, we don't think that it's going to appraise. Yeah. You you might have to come down on price. So you're losing, you're potentially losing if you had, if you had 10 offers and you accept that one, it's going to take us a while to get to the point where we have the appraisal even back that we know that we have an issue. The other nine clients that you gave up on that you didn't take their offer. Went and did something else. They probably bought something else or tried to anyways, you know, so maybe only a few of them are still lingering around. So, um, it isn't always that, but you do, you have to look at the timeline. Mm -hmm. You have to look at you know, the amount that they're going to mortgage. You have to look at who the loan company is. Um, You know, there's some of these companies, I was like, I've never heard of this company before, you know, all the internet things. Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to look at what do they want? Are they asking for the washer, the dryer, the refrigerator, the bulldog? Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Are they asking for all of these things? Um, And this is where my hairy leg scenario comes in. So when I work as a buyer's agent, I love doing this with my first time home buyers. The first time you said it, I was like, whoo. Yeah, what are you talking about? When I teach first time home buyer classes, actually, I always talk about it too. And the guys are always looking at me like, you're a weirdo. And I was like, all right, whatever. (laughs) So, but hairy leg syndrome, this is what I think about hairy leg syndrome. So if, let's just say, you know, um, you're putting in an offer, a house is on the market for 300 and you put in an offer for 250. Okay. The 250 is your hairy legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not great. That's not a great thing ever. Okay. <laughs> In my opinion, by the way. So, I mean, some people might like it. That's fine. You can do you. I, I just don't like it. <laughs> so I'm just trying to You do to be, you, boo Yeah, you do you. Mark's just shaking his head right now. And um, so the 250. So would you wear a mini skirt with hairy legs? Chances are no. <laughs> not me personally. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> not, no, you asked that of me directly. There was a lot of eye contact. No, I try not to do that. I'm wearing stockings today. That means I might not have shaved my legs yesterday. Oh my gosh! All right, so we wouldn't wear we wouldn't wear a mini skirt with that. Yeah. Well, a mini skirt would be considered. All right, so two fifty is your terrible offer on yep. a three hundred thousand dollar house. Well, I also want to close in um, two weeks, um, which you wouldn't be able to do. You also want to. Um, what are some? You're only putting five hundred dollars down with the offer, five hundred dollars down with the purchase and seat. So yeah, you want all of the appliances, including the five thousand dollars swing set out back. You want ten thousand dollars back towards closing costs. Yeah. 
all of these just things. Load it up. Yeah, you, that's your mini skirt. Uh-uh-uh. You don't want to be doing that. So what you want to be doing is you want to put on a gown over those hairy legs. So that would be, Mr. Seller, I will close when you want to close. Like what's best for you? Oh, look, I have a decent amount of down payment, which is Ryan is probably saving for right now, right? To make his, he's been so patient through this process he of really wanting has. to do this for the last two years. He's going to teach us how to do it. I know, I know, right? He'll be like, no, ladies, that isn't what you said on <laughs> April episode. 3rd. <laughs> episode four. <laughs> um, so you want to dress it up and you want to put a gown yeah. on it. So you just want the fancy stuff to look really nice. So you may have the lowest offer, but if everything else is shiny and bright, then your offer might be the one that gets accepted. So that's my hairy legs. So scenario. moral of the story is it's not always about price point. Exactly. Contingencies weigh heavily, heavily, heavily into mm-hmm. it, both from a, se- a seller's perspective and a buyer's perspective. Exactly. And if you ever want to have a one-on-one consultation with myself and Mary, and of course, Melissa, you can always get us at the office, 781-826-8000. You can also find us at bostonconnect.com. Uh, we'd love to sit down with people and have consultations with them and just help you through the process. You may not be thinking about doing it right now, uh, but like Ryan, he's waiting, you know, he's been waiting a while and got himself prepared to go down that right path. Um, so we'd love to have that opportunity to help you through that process. Um, right now, I just want to talk. We have a couple minutes left. Yeah. Um, Sunday, I'm going to be doing a couple of open houses. So we sure are. It's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, I am. Where am I going to be? Twelve, so, uh, two to four. I'm going to be at four, four School, School Street. Street. That's that awesome antique that I have. We just got a nice shout out from Antique Homes too. Oh, yep. yeah. We're in Antique Homes right now, and. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a great house. It's a Greek revival colonial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at me. Yep. Right. And it has a wonderful detached garage barn type thing. Not barn for animals, but like a big garage. But above it, it has a humongous industrial style kitchen. It's fully zoned for that. They are caterers, so they deliver all their caterers. So it has a, a dumb waiter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you and a can, walk-in fridge. To a freezer, walk-in freezer maybe? refrigerator. Yeah. It's a walk-in refrigerator. Downstairs. Yep. And then the rest of the house is like the antique part of the house. And they're really, really big rooms. Every room has two closets, every bedroom. It's really nice. I think it was somebody of wealth that owned that house because antiques generally have very small closets because they didn't change often. <laughs> and this one has big closets. So. It, it does. It has big, two big closets yeah, it in does. it. So it, it makes does. me think that they had two sets of clothes. And the house was originally down in P-Town and it was brought here by horse on horses. Like not on horses, but like the horses Horse are the ones. Buggy. The the one, yeah, they dragged it here. And that would have been a sight to see. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Um, And then I also have a new listing coming on the market tomorrow. um, And that we were going to put it on today, but we decided we're going to wait until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that is number 10. 10. uh, Yeah, 10 Mara Mesa. So that is a beautiful home in Pembroke. That's going on for $5.99. Beautiful, beautiful home in a wonderful area right near Dairy Twist. Um, So if you like Dairy Twist, this is the place to be. Yeah, we were staging the other day and Sharon looks at me, should we get some ice cream? Yeah, Yeah, we should always get ice cream. We should always, but we didn't. We We were good. Um, So I'm going to be there on Sunday from, I think I'm going to do 11 to 1. We'll have all the open houses posted. Yeah, we'll have them all posted. Um, And then we have a couple other things going on too. So uh, make sure you check us out at bostonconnect.com. What do you have to say? I feel like I did all the talking tonight. That's okay. I like it. Mm. I like it. I got to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay. Mary, if people want to get in touch with us, how should they do that? They can um, find us at bostonconnect.com. You can call us at 781 826 
8000 or um, once you go on bostonconnect.com you can just look up all our pretty little yeah. faces and, and you can go to facebook yeah. forward slash facebook.com forward slash boston connect and you can connect yes. with us like our page because if you do melissa is going to watch that and we're giving away <laughs> uh five dollar um dunkin donut gift cards right right okay we'll see you next week i'll be here all right thanks right bye everybody have a great week